We're literally debating that it's bad that people get to say what they think. Can you imagine? I'm reading Psalm 144 and it says, He trains my hands for war. We are on the brink of total destruction of America as we know it. Let your rebel flag fly. Welcome into the program, everybody. This is Alabama Unfiltered Radio. I am Scott Beeson. The ladies of Liberty are here as well. Sky is with us also. It's a beautiful day here in the heart of God's country, the 27th day of October in the year of our Lord, 2023. Hope you've had a good morning so far, and I hope the last 21 hours have gone well as well. Ladies, how are y'all? Great. Mm. 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 Poor Al. She's having mm. a tough time. Uh, I mean, growing up is hard. <laughs> Growing up is so Middle hard. school. You know that TikTok that's going around? Middle pause. Oh, did I say middle pause? Scott. That's what it feels like. <laughs> it's it's back to middle school and the emotions, the highs and the lows, the disappointments, and I can't sleep. <laughs> so I taught her to try magnesium. <laughs> Because it'll solve all your problems. Don't take Tylenol PM or Advil PM. You'll have a hangover the next day. Milk of magnesium? Milk of magnesium? No, not milk of magnesium. You need that too. Don't tell her that she's going to need that for when she eats past 4 p.m. in the afternoon. What's milk of magnesium? It's milk of magnesia. Oh, it's an antacid. It'll coat your esophagus because you're going to get to a certain glorious age where if you eat too late or drink too late, your body revolts and says, oh, no, oh, no, you shan't (laughs) do this. Your little reflux. And you get a little reflux. You just can't sleep. It's like heartburn. You can't sleep at night. Mm -hmm. Makes you cough when you lay down. It's terrible. What are y'all telling me? (laughs) (laughs) Buckle up. Buttercup. Buttercup. Not for it gets worse than the chin hairs. Uh-huh. <laughs> the, the chin, chin hairs, hairs and the breeze. <laughs> and the eyebrow hairs and the ear hairs. <laughs> yeah. Well, these guys, I mean, you, you wonder, why is hair growing on my ear? It won't grow on top of my head, right? But it's decided to migrate to my ear. I don't I don't understand that at all. Oh, it's so awful. We're prepared <sighs> for all of it until we hit about 40-some. And then you're and like, then it just, why didn't anybody tell me about this? Well, they tried. Because it's listen. so sad, no one wants to talk <laughs> about it. They don't want to admit that they're having that. Yes. But I have the thing about if I eat too late. You do? Oh, yes. I don't. It just started probably a year ago. Do you have to like prop up in bed if you go to bed? It, that, that, that would help. Yeah, sleep on the couch. We got a sleep. sleep number bed because of it. Because Chris gets heartburn. <laughs> really? Did you can lean up. Yes, we did. Does it actually work? And gravity works to keep it down. Yeah, it helps. Yeah. Or you just go in there and get what's the what's the other one? Not milk of it. Just the little pills. The little other in all my bags. Antacid pills. The chewy little ox or tongs or something yeah. like that. The little like chalky yeah. ones that have flavors. But if like you eat chiclets. about three hours before you go to bed, you're good. That's the yeah. only that's the only thing I take out of all that's the only problem I have out of all that stuff. Is take an occasional But you know when you were younger, I don't understand. I would eat giant meals and all kind of stuff and then go right to bed. What happened? I have never eaten a, a lot of food at one time. I just I just don't like to get that full, so I don't have a really? sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I have I have problems with um, so sweet. you know, stress and nerves. So stress I eat, eating. I, I do eat the uh, Oh, so you just eat all the time. No, I, I eat the antacid stuff. Really? Uh, oh, because yeah, he has a nervous stomach. Strong, you know? No, no, Scott. Yeah. Say it's not true. True story. <laughs> That's my I know someone can help you with that. I couldn't even guess. There's no help for it. It's just, it's just 
Door it's just, it it's just programmed in. Yeah. Scott, how are you doing today? We never ask you. Yeah, yeah. I'm doing fine. I'm doing well. Slept well. Everything's good. I was a little distraught. I, I am surprised. So last night, um, which one of y'all sent that? Was Allison that sent it. Allison sent it. I'm sorry. And, and it's Did it ruin y'all's night? No, yes. Sky? No, not at all. Oh, no. It did mine. I don't know why you're lying over there, Sky. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm used to it. Well, go ahead and set it up. No, it, 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 was, it, was, it was worse than I thought. So Allison sends an Instagram post, and it is Charlottesville. Robert E. Lee statue meets its end in a 2,250-degree furnace. And, and the video is of the severed head of Robert E. Lee, the Robert E. Lee statue. And then they cut the face off of the statue with a torch while you're watching. And then the Washington Post was there for this. Um, and wrote now, a glorious article about it. Uh, yes. Bothered and, and here's the thing people need to remember, or some people don't know. Most people are familiar with this statue. It was the statue of Robert E. Lee. His horse's name was, was it Traveler? It was. And it is him on the horse. It is one of the most well-known pieces of art, sculptures in the world. And these people in Chancellorsville removed it from the park because it was oppressing them or whatever. Bullhock was made up after... Uh, anyway, don't get me going on that. So they took it down. The state of Virginia has a law that says these monuments can't be destroyed. And they cut it up and put it in a furnace. Um, I'm sure nothing will, will come of it. It will probably be like the city of Birmingham removing the statue from Lynn Park. Um, they'll just, the city will pay the fine, move along, nothing to see. But I think what the disturbing part was, it was twofold. One is that you take a statue that tremendous numbers of people from museums to parks to wherever said, we'll take it. We'll right. take it, we'll buy it, right. we'll do whatever. Um, no. That was one, and they had no regard for it. Two was, from the artistic aspect, they just decided to destroy it. Destroy beauty, yeah. Because they didn't like it. And then number three was the Washington Post and these people, and I don't know who helped them do it, removing the head. It's a statue, I get it. It's not a human being. But removing the head and making that their video, so it was all a production We've removed the head of Robert E. Lee, and we're going to cut his face off and then throw it into the furnace. And to me, it is a, a, a symptom of a deeper sickness mm -hmm. that we have. This was, this was a message. This wasn't a message to people you know, who were in the South or whatever. This was a deeper message of, and I don't know what it is. I just know they're trying to tell us something. Certainly. Um, well, they have, Clark uh, called me to say and, and asked me, Sky, and you tell me the thing. He said, look, you, and I think we've talked about it on the show. <clears throat> Regardless of where people fall on the philosophy of the southern states, the whole nine yards, there's been one time in this country where people said, you know what? The federal government, the centralized government is not going to completely tell us what to do. We're not going to bow to the to the central bank. We're not going to bow to all this gigantic centralized government. We're just not doing it. And they were willing to say, no, just get out of our lives. We're out of here. Divorce. And they said, no, 
we, we will make you submit with the full power of our government. And they did so. So my question is, is that part of the message that we're getting? Because these were clearly leftists, there's no doubt about it, that you will submit, all of you will submit to our new utopian rule that we're bringing into place. Right. And there is nothing you can do. I don't know what the message was, Scott. Well, I don't know what y'all's take was. who these people are, okay? First of all, what they did was illegal, okay? Yeah, they don't they care have, about they that. They have no respect for man's law. They have no respect for God's law. Mm -hmm. These people are... They did what they do. They're destroyers. That's right. what they do. They build nothing. They contribute nothing. They offer nothing but blame, hate, and ignorance. And regarding Robert E. Lee, Teddy Roosevelt, John F. Kennedy, Dwight David Eisenhower, all, all Amer true Americans that love this country and understand this country, first of all, they knew that history is not black and white. Right. It is gray. And there's, there's different ways to look at things. It's not all about you sometimes either. Lee was, in my humble opinion, if you understand the man, if you do your due diligence and look into it, I always thought when, I, when my son was born, I thought that is who I would most like him to emulate was Robert E. Lee. Mm -hmm. The man never got a demerit at West Point. Never. Right. He, he, his life that he lived... The Christian, and they don't even—they never tell you about um, St. Paul's Church in Richmond after the war, and how he was so humble in defeat, and how he worked so hard to reunite the country. It's all about looking at blame, right? And that's what they do. They have no understanding of the man. They have no respect for honor, or dignity, heroism—none of it. Because he was a great American, and let me tell you. They're coming for the rest of them next. Oh, that's this that's is, what we said way back when the statues. Fruit, this is fruit. this was easy. It's it's a test for them, and and then I have this take on it because there there's a, there'll be a listener, there'll be someone who runs out and says, "Well, he fought for the side that had slavery." But the United States and had slavery before oh, the Confederacy, the during slavery the Confederacy, all the way and through. after the Confederacy. That's Grant, right. Grant that's owned right. slaves right up until. 1866 when they passed the amendment outlawing it. So don't, these people have no understanding. Well, they, they they don't. And here's the other part is that they act like, see, that's their trump card though, Sky. They, they're like, I don't care about this. I don't care about re reuniting the country. I don't care what kind of good Christian he was. I don't care what he did before. I don't care what he did after. I don't care what he said. I don't care this. I don't care that. I don't care what kind of icon he is. I don't care. Man. So they finally, they run it. They play all those cards and then they go, Scott Beeson, I've got you. Slavery. Slavery. Yes. And then here's my response. These same people don't care about human trafficking. They don't care about chopping, uh, advocating for little boys and little girls to destroy themselves, destroy their bodies, ruin themselves for the rest of their life. They don't care about grooming. They don't care about slavery in other parts of the world that are happening right now. They do not care about any of those things, but they think they can play this card for American history and go slavery and everybody else is supposed to shut up. Now, the reason they think that is, is because it has worked for so long. But I'm to the point where I don't really care what they say anymore. You can't just play me the slavery card because the world, like Sky said, is, is not just black and white, it is gray. There, is, there are other reasons for other things and the, and the people who come with that one are, are so simple-minded 
that they can't think of anything else. And and then it also occurred to me, um, who is it in the world that chops people's heads off? That oh, severs heads? Yeah. Because they want that imagery. They want those things. They want people to see it is it is the bad folks. The destroyers. Now, I understand this is this is a that's right. Destroyers who don't build culture, who don't build civilizations, all they know is destruction. And if they had total control, it would look like a war zone every day. Mm-hmm. And is this is just so unbelievable. Let's let's also remind ourselves what happened to that park that they spent so much time because it was so terrible and it was so awful that this statue was was there in Virginia. My understanding now is is a, is a park that is a homeless settlement infested with drugs, crime, death, nastiness. So that's what they did. That's what these people do. Mm-hmm. They erased the horrible, oppressive statue that made them remember things that just hurt them to the core and replaced it with what did they build? A homeless encampment drug fest that destroys people's lives and gives them no hope and no future. And and I think it's a great story that we should we should recognize and see this is what the left does. And that's why I, it does not upset me at all, Scott, that Robert E. Lee is not looking out over the destruction that they have created. Well, they replaced it with modern-day slavery. Once you have people homeless... And on drugs. On drugs, destitute, dependent. They enslaved them to sin and destroyed their lives. Mm-hmm. You know what's so bad, Sky, is that a bunch of the things, a bunch of the writings, if you can, if you can look at any of the historic figures and even some of the Southern leadership, they were saying, "Hey, part of this is we don't want to be enslaved by the big banks. We don't want to be enslaved by the industrialist. We don't want to be enslaved by central government or other states that tell us what we have to do compared to what they have to do." And so many of those things that we were warned about, we're living today. That come true. And I hate it. Look, I, I know that hurts some people's feelings, but it's the truth. So anyway, got that off my... All right, I, I will tell you my first response, okay? And I need to pray about it. I confessed about it because I'm like, a bunch of these folks are going to end up in a lot hotter place than that furnace. And then I said, I'm sorry, because I struggle with that, because I want my enemies to be... Yeah. Pray but, for them. But God's like, dude, you got to cut that out because it was my grace that's keeping you from there. We got to be back. Welcome back into the program, everybody. This is Alabama Unfiltered Radio, powered by 1819 News. If you're enjoying the content that is provided here, go over and check out 1819news.com. Check out the uh, what they do there, the stories that are that are being published every single day. It is what the newspapers in this state, or at least what we thought they did years and years and years ago. They are uncovering corruption. They celebrate the good things about Alabama, the true things, the beautiful things. Support nonprofit journalism that represents your values. Become an 1819 News member today. So thanks to the the folks in Virginia, Chancellorsville, I guess is more correct. Uh, is that right? Or is this Richmond? Oh, this is Who Charlottesville. The Charlottesville. I said Chancellorsville. That's where... Um, Lee and Jackson. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so... Um, they're the ones that have brought Robert E. Lee into the news. The famous, iconic statue of 
General Robert E. Lee on horseback that they removed from the city park, they have destroyed. They cut the head off. They cut the face off. They made sure that the Washington Post was there to document it. The Washington Post writes a glowing article about how great it was, and they put it in a furnace that was heated up to 2,250 degrees or something like that. And so, so they're celebrating the destruction of history, of art, and, and, and I just have to believe that it is deeper than that, that there are deeper messages that they are, that they are telling. So you, get, you have to start asking, why the hate? Why the disgust? Was it, was it Robert E. Lee's Christian faith? Was it that Robert E. Lee was such a adamant opponent to centralized government? What they were warning of? You know, I find it fascinating. Um, th- there's a statement, I think Abs said it one day, about how you know who your, your, your masters are, mm-hmm. you know who's in charge because you can't question them. Right. It goes, along, yes. it goes along with, well, then why can't we, why can't we talk about what the arguments were? Why can't we discuss, hey, what were the different worldviews? It, it can't all be just simply slavery, like I was talking about before. It's not, nothing is ever that simple. So why can't we ask questions? Why can't we say, hey, what did, what did Robert E. Lee think? What did Jefferson Davis think? What did these people think? What was the argument? What was, and, and we're basically, as Americans, all the way from grade school, this is all you can think about that time period of the country. That's it because, is slavery, um, slavery. Uh, right, because that is the um, cultural Marxism view now. That's why everything has changed. If you look at American history up until cultural Marxism, yes, uh, Kennedy, Eisenhower, uh, great Americans admired Robert E. Lee and respected him tremendously. Mm-hmm. But cultural Marxism is, for you who haven't been paying attention, uh, it is a translation of basic Marxism, which was economic terms, mm-hmm. into social terms, whereas there is a one simple explanation for all of history. And it always is decided by who is the victim right. and who is the oppressor. And that's well, all And you have to matters. have an oppressor that's, and they have to decide. And you just get lumped in the oppressor category or the not category. And, and, and they always, knew they couldn't make everybody upset about their economic status. So they decide to destroy everything precisely. in the culture. So everything is decided by who's the victim. And that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. All the other <laughs> great questions of the age. All the nuances is taken out of history. So. Right. You can't have them. No, you absolutely can't. And, and I think we are waking up to the fact that, hey, look, maybe we ought to ask some questions. Maybe we, we, we realize how much we're lied to today. Do you want to get dumped in the furnace with Robert E. Lee? Is that what you're <laughs> you want to have your head removed? Yeah. You want to have uh, every memory of you? Um, you are a terrible person. I mean, think about this idea where they go back in history and they decide this person is a horrible person. Yes, all those people thought he was a good person, but he was terrible because we say he was, and we will destroy him. And by the way, we'll, let, we'll metaphorically show you his severed head, and then we will also throw them into the flames of Hades. Mm-hmm. There was so much in this, just so much. Let me play something real, real quick. I, I think it is up. I, I play this every so often, and I don't know if it's an actual quote. It is from a movie. Um, from Gods and Generals. It is Stonewall Jackson talking to Jeb Stewart. Jeb Stewart's about to say, or just finished saying, how he had fought in the Indian Wars. That's who my child's named after. Really? Mm-hmm. See if I can get this right. Glad to be home, son. 
The Apache were defending their homes as we will be defending ours. If we fight as well as the Apache, I pity the Yankee invader. Colonel Stewart, if I had my way, we would show no quarter to the enemy. No more than the Redskins showed your troopers. The black flag, sir. If the North triumphs, it is not alone the destruction of our property. It is the prelude to anarchy, infidelity, the ultimate loss of free and responsible government on this continent. It is the triumph of commerce, the banks, factories. We should meet the federal invader on the outer verge of just and right defense and raise at once the black flag. No quarter to the violators of our homes and firesides. Our political leadership in Richmond is too timid to face the reality of this coming war. They should look to the Bible. It is full of such wars. Hmm. Now, look, I don't even know if that was a real quote. Do you know? It is. Okay. Yes, it is. It's a real quote. Yes. And since we're in the business of saying what was right and what was wrong and who told the truth and who wasn't, when Stonewall Jackson says this coming war will be the victory for the, the bankers, the industrialists, centralized government, the end of freedom on this continent, was he right or was he wrong? When was Jackson ever wrong? <laughs> I don't really. I, I'm not kidding. Yeah, what he said after... Um, Only wrong about riding around after dark trying to figure out where the enemy was. Yeah. Well, he wasn't... A... <laughs> That's true. Oh, my that goodness. Ladies, I know y'all have thoughts. I Well, I know we got to go to a break in a second, but I just... I think it's interesting, and it may be because I grew up in the Union City of Knoxville, Tennessee, but... Like, I had never heard until, really, until I started hanging out with you, Scott, that the Civil War was really about states' rights. It wasn't even really about slavery. We've just been it, fed it this narrative. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it is an issue, it but it's a, it's, it, it is exactly even, what you just said. It's about... It's not understood, though. Right. Yeah, it's about keeping the... The federal government was never intended to be what it is today, and that was the start of it. Right on. Very good point. We got to take a break. Hey, we're open for your calls as well. We'll be back. Welcome into the program, everybody. This is Alabama Unfiltered Radio. I'm Scott Beeson. The Ladies of Liberty, Abs and Al are both here. Sky's here. And we're just discussing, look, it's, it's something the left put on our plate. They um, decided to make a spectacle of the illegal destruction of the Robert E. Lee statue. Where they also cut off his head. Washington Post was there to, to see it. And then they show the video on Instagram or wherever where they're torching and cutting his face off before they put it into the fiery furnace. Um, so, look, you know, we, we might as well try to get people up to speed. I understand that many people went to school in this state and uh, never heard anything about Robert E. Lee, Stonewall Jackson, any of the Confederate leaders, et cetera, Southerners. All that we are taught is Southerners, bad, slavery, the end, terrible, horrible, ignorant rubes, and that's it. That's all we should know. That's all we should hear. And when all these statues started coming down a few years ago, after the, a lot of it after the death of St. George, mm -hmm. and it just, and we said from early, from early on, this is not about the South. It's not about slavery. It's not about Confederacy. It is the destruction of America, Western and they moved on to hating George Washington, hating Stone, uh, Thomas Jefferson, the founding fathers. They've made that completely abundant, abundantly clear. So let's go out to David, and I want to 
read something to you on the other side. Yes, I'm spazzing out a little bit. The, the women are like, man, you are spazzing out a little. But uh, it's important. I think it's very, very important. Well, let's go to David. David, welcome to the program. Thank you for listening. Hey, how are you guys? I'm, we, I'm doing uh, fair you know, today. I'm a, yeah, I'm a, I'm a huge history fan, and especially of uh, World War II. And this is just kind of an eye into the mindset of Marxism. There was a 17-year-old girl, Bosnian girl, who her and her family were devout Marxists. They were part of the revolution. And they, she was captured by the Nazis as a partisan for trying to lead 150 women and children out of occupied territory and was tortured by the SS for three days. And there's a famous series of photographs of her being led with her hands tied to a tree to be hung. Now, this is a 17-year-old girl, mm-hmm. and the look of resolve on her face is just amazing. She's not crying. She's not doesn't even look sad. There's just a steel resolve on her face. And there's a picture where an SS officer is basically asking her one last time in order to save her own life to turn in her partisan unit the names of those. And she made a famous statement and said, you will know who they are when they come to avenge my death because they will kill every one of you evil people and remove your you from the face of this earth. And that's basically, in a nutshell, what Marxism is and how they think. And that's basically the groundwork for what they're trying to do in America today is they are trying to absolutely destroy any history, any, you know, uh, marker of Western civilization from this country. And who are they doing it with? They're doing it with those basically uh, under the age of 30 who have been totally brainwashed into believing that somehow America is so evil in its history, that the history of America has to be removed and destroyed mm-hmm. in order to purge and purify, you know, our society. No, I think you're right, David. It is a it is a purging, and they're and they're not going to stop. I, I remember back when no. it was just the um, the battle flag and stuff, and taking it down off capitals. Yeah. And, and and look, I I get the messaging behind putting it up on capitals, and and all that can be debated. But when the fury came, um, so many of us were like, we just, we just surrendered. And people well, were yeah. trying to say, look, yeah. it's, not, it's not just about this flag. It's, it's moving on. It's complete disgust for the United States and its history and what it stands for, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, um, and you're exactly right. They are coming. They're coming for everything. And Sky made a great point. He, he said it actually when the little... Uh, when the information was sent to us last night by Allison, he said they are destroyers, and yeah. um, I had I had started to respond multiple times, and I I typed it out on my phone, had to delete it, typed it out, had to delete it, typed it out, had to delete, and I just could not get the words. And when Sky said they are destroyers, um, he's absolutely right. That's what they do, it's all and, they do. It's, yeah. and it is it is sad. And you have to ask yourself this question, uh, because I've had this debate numerous times with college-age people who are socialists and Marxists. 
and it is where on the planet Earth in the history of socialism or Marxism has a nation prospered? And they just, and they and they believe, David, and tell me if I'm wrong. Well, it just hasn't been done by them yet. Not correct. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We we haven't had enough money to do it correctly, or you know, they didn't have the intelligence or the will yeah. to do it correctly. Eighty but million it, did, it, but yeah, <laughs> get it right this time. Yeah, we're gonna get it right this time. But you know, and and the thing is, is that you can't negotiate with a Marxist or a communist. There's you know because their terms of negotiation are their terms. It's not, there's no neutrality there. It's, which is what we're seeing in our society today with, even with like the Palestinians against Israel now here in America that have risen up in the colleges Mm -hmm. all over the country. You know, there's no negotiation. It's, you know, Israel has to be destroyed, period. They have Mm -hmm. to be wiped from the face of the earth. Mm -hmm. You know, because they see Israel as an evil. As and an absolute uh, evil. and yeah. they will they take them down purged. like a statue. They will right. remove the head, then cut the face off and melt it all down in the fires. But you're exactly yeah. right. You, you, there's no negotiating, and you can never do enough ever. Yeah, yeah. Because when you know when they started taking down the battle flag, everybody was like, "Yeah, I kind of understand it. It's the battle flag." Sure, right. But that was just the tip of the spear, you mm-hmm. know. And they're never going to stop. It's always going to be something. As soon as you give them something, there's going to be something more that they want. It'll it'll right. never end. So, you know, unless we make a stand now against this, you know, we and, and really what has to happen is governors around this country need to stand up and start cleaning house in our public universities all over this country Amen. and removing these professors especially the tenured ones who have been given free reign to spread their poison of Marxism and communism into generations now of the minds of young people. And, you know, we're, we're really probably on our third or fourth generation of this occurring. Yeah, and, yeah. But, the only thing we can hope for, David, is the education system is, in this, is that the Marxists do such a poor job at actually working, because they don't really like to work, they like somebody else to work, Oh yeah, that absolutely. they've done such a poor job at it. Maybe not all of our kids are brainwashed. That's yeah. our hope. Well, they're I mean, showing themselves all, now with this support for Hamas. In ac- there's something yeah. dreadfully evil and wrong in academia. Sure, and it's, and it's absolutely. Coming. David, thanks, buddy. Yeah. Take care. Great points. I appreciate it. Let me, let me do this one thing because I know a lot of folks. We got to take a break again. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's but we gotta All right, I got one more big thing on the other side. Another ladies want to weigh in. They're being very patient. Going. Thank you, lady. We're just listening to. <laughs> we'll pay for this money. What she said. We'll pay for it Monday. <laughs> we got to take a break. We'll be back. Get to the program, everybody. This is Alabama Unfiltered Radio. Look, I, I understand that there are a lot of people who don't know some of these things, but I think this is a fascinating study, and maybe it'll get people up to speed. A little bit out of the modern news cycle. Dwight D. Eisenhower. Do people even know Dwight D. Eisenhower was president? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm serious. I thought he was president. I don't know much about him. Right. I mean, he, he was, uh, what, Supreme the uh, Commander Supreme of the Commander Allied. of the Allied Forces in I World War II. I just Dwight Schrute. Dwight Schrute. Me too. From the office. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so that's how far we've got to go Sorry, in, in American history. And, and I've said that, there, that millions of Americans believe that Bill Clinton, that's when history started in America. 
They know there was slavery. Terrible, terrible, terrible. America's terrible. And then Bill Clinton became president, and that started American Monica history. Monica starts yes. modern history. It's just mostly modern history because okay. a lot of people don't even realize there was a Ronald Reagan. It just Bill Clinton forward. Dwight D. Eisenhower was president, was supreme commander of the Allied forces before that. In 1960, at the Republican National Convention, Eisenhower mentioned that he kept a picture of Robert E. Lee in his office. Whoa, you could say that in 1960? Apparently so. Yeah. That prompted a dentist to, I can't help it, he deserves it, I'm going to do it this way just because I'm feeling it. A dentist from New York wrote a letter to the president. (laughs) Dear Mr. President, at the Republican convention, I heard you mention that you have the picture of four great Americans in your office, and that included in these a picture of Robert E. Lee. I do not understand how any American can include Robert E. Lee as a person to be emulated. And why the President of the United States of America should do so certainly is beyond me. The most outstanding, and listen to this, this is from a dentist, supposedly educated. The most outstanding thing that Robert E. Lee did was to devote his best efforts to the destruction of the United States government. And I'm sure that you do not say that a person who tries to destroy our government is worthy of being held as one of our heroes. Will you please tell me just why you hold him in such high esteem? So I'm going to give Leon Scott credit for asking the question. Um, Now, I would say, being a novice when it comes to history, that the destruction of the United States government, unless you think we're all in this together no matter what and you cannot get a divorce, period, which is possible, was not the goal. And I would also say that it was probably Robert E. Lee that kept Washington, D.C. as a city from being burnt to the ground, or as they would have said then, raised to the ground, and probably the entire East Coast because they had that in their hands early, early, early in the Civil War, and they said, no, we're not going to do that. We're not going to fight that type of war. We're not going to do that type of war. We're not going to be terrorists. We're civilized. Probably might have changed their mind after Sherman went through the South, but that was uh, under the command of Grant. Here's what... Here's the key parts of what Eisenhower said. General Robert E. Lee was, in my estimation, one of the supremely gifted men produced by our nation. He believed unswervingly in the constitutional validity of his cause. Let me say it again. He believed unswervingly in the constitutional validity of his cause, which until 1865 was an arguable question in America. What? What? exactly right. He was a poised and inspiring leader, true to the high trust reposed to him by millions of his fellow citizens. He was thoughtful yet demanding of his officers and men, forbearing with captured enemies, but ingenious, unrelenting, and personally courageous in battle, and never disheartened by a reverse or obstacle. Through all of his many trials, he remained selfless almost to a fault. Because I would have burnt the East Coast to the ground, to the ground, but I'm not as good a guy. And unfailing in his faith in God. Taken all together, he was noble as a leader and as a man, and unsullied as I read the pages of our history. And then he basically says he wishes that we had a nation of men of Lee's caliber, because if we did, we would be unconquerable in spirit and soul. Amen. So he goes on. Amen. Talks about the love of freedom, etc. And so why do I not know this? 
Why are we not taught this in school? Why is this not printed by the Washington Post right beside the the cutting off of the head and the, the melting down of the statue to say, oh, there was a different view of him in the past from people that we hold in high regard? Welcome back in, everybody. Alabama Unfiltered Radio, powered by 1819 News. I am Scott Beeson. We're finishing up. We're wrapping up, ending the discussion of the, the Robert E. Lee saga where the uh, they have melted down one of the most iconic statues in the world and uh, yay for them and they made sure that we all knew that they um, cut the head off then torched the face off and uh, melted it down so good for them now, I'm, I'm sure i'm sure it was just part of the process the washington post was there just to document and there was no messaging involved and we'll just take it as it was recycling save the planet save the climate um, all that kind of stuff. I'm sure something wonderful will be built. Um, Sky wanted to weigh in the one last thing, I but I do want to. I do want to ask the question for all of my virtue signaling friends, and I get it. Who say, "Well, yeah, he was a Confederate." <laughs> then tell me the difference between him and Thomas Jefferson, James Madison, George Washington, all of those founding fathers who also own slaves. And the problem you've got when you virtue signal about the Confederates, and none of them were good, they were all terrible, they were horrible human beings, you're in the trap. You don't even see the trap, you're in the trap and the trap is closed. Because when they turn the guns on the Founding Fathers, you have nowhere to go. And that is a, that's a tough place, I get it. But Sky, you had one last thought. Why the left despises and hates Robert E. Lee above all, most of all, they would literally cut off the face of of the monument. Um, it's because Lee, not only was he a Christian, he lived out his faith without hypocrisy. He was true. He was humble in defeat. He was merciful. He was full of grace and honor and integrity and dignity. He, Lee, just is, is the embodiment of the American Christian man. And he lived, show me where Lee was never true to his faith and never merciful towards others. It, it just, you can't find it. He was called the marble man. He was stainless. Right. His faith. And I, I just like to um, read from his eulogy, if I may. Okay. Very quickly, um, this is from uh, Benjamin H. Hill on Lee. He possessed every virtue of other great commanders without their vices. He was a foe without hate, a friend without treachery, a soldier without cruelty, a victor without oppression, and a victim without murmuring. He was a public officer without vice, a private citizen without wrong, a neighbor without reproach, a Christian without hypocrisy, and a man without guile. He was Caesar without his ambition, Frederick without his tyranny, Napoleon without his selfishness, and Washington without his reward. He was obedient to authority as a servant and royal in authority as a true king. He was gentle as a woman in life, modest and pure as a virgin in thought, watchful as a Roman vestal in duty, submissive to law as Socrates, and as grand in battle as Achilles. And that type of person can't be tolerated in the new world. 
that we're entering into. So any, any thoughts, ladies? I'm sorry, I dominated a whole hour. I'm hoping that there were things that people had never heard before because there's, there's only so many times, so many chances to uh, do a little history lesson on talk radio. And um, you go first. This is history that does not exist. I'll go after Mm -hmm. you. I think you need to round it up. I will. (laughs) I I have kind of disjointed thoughts, but they kind of bring us to where we are in 2023. Because last night I knew I would get you all fired up when I sent that because I don't normally freak out over stuff like that. I've watched the statues been toppled over and torn down and. I didn't really get the gravity of it, but watching that last night, I was like, oh, this is real. There's something very disturbing about it. When you watch his face melt, Mm -hmm. literally melt. And And they wanted you to see it. They wanted us, and it was very artistic. It was very dramatic. It was a black background, and you've got the flames coming up, and his face is on fire, and you, you see them torch and, like, cut and carve out his face. I mean, it's... It's very dramatic, and it made me realize that America, and I've said it before, but something about that, like America as we know it is done. Done. They're putting us in the, putting it in the furnace. And that's what they want to do. They want to destroy everything that has been to rebuild, to build back better, whatever vision they see is better and coming. And... I don't think hope is lost, mm-hmm. but but we've got it. It's kind of like you were talking about the Constitution. I think it was yesterday. And is that not the rule of law? Do we no? We don't we don't follow that anymore. And anyway, it was very. I actually kind of get emotional thinking about it because this country that I have loved, that I would have gladly sent my boys to fight for, that I would have done anything, mm-hmm. that was this beacon of hope to people around the world, is gone. And it's really sad, but it it reminded me of the left. It's funny how we always get blamed for being the book burners, the book banners, the people that want to erase history. And they are literally doing that every single day. And I just, I thought about like in your families, how, yeah, I can deny that my dad left when I was three years old. I can, I can kind of block out. I can, I can say my mom didn't die at, few years ago and like right. block it out. I can say that you can say that that physical abuse or that sexual abuse or whatever happened to you, you can deny it, but it still happened. And, and I don't understand, you don't get anywhere good when you start doing that because eventually it will rear its head and you've got to deal with it. So, or you just repeat the same mistakes. Right. And I just, it just is very overwhelming to me to think about how far we've come in such a short amount of time. And then I realized, I think a lot of us were just really asleep that they've been doing this for years. For a long, long, long time. For a long Mm -hmm. time. And I think it's too late. Doesn't mean we stop fighting. Absolutely, we keep fighting. Because if we wake up another day, Mm. we keep going. We're surrounded. Our backs are against the wall. We're the the scene at the end of um, um, the Lord of the Rings movies, The Return of the King. And they're the the little group in the middle and all the bad guys are around them, forces of Mordor. Mm Mm-hmm. That's where we are. That's where we are. I never watched that. I don't know how it ends. Do they all right. die? No. <laughs> oh, okay. So there's hope. No, there's always hope. Okay. There's always hope. But I know Abs especially probably She's has been lots of thoughts. She's making notes like for an hour, and I'm very interested to hear. 
So I think my original thought is to take us to Rome and to the Colosseum. Because if we're going to deal mm -hmm. with monuments and memories, then we're going to deal with that. Or horrific things happened to Christians when they were ripped in two by oh. the lions. Mm -hmm. And it took one monk one day to say, what are we doing? And he was killed. Mm. Right. But then that was the day that that stopped. So when we have an attempt to cut the face off of a monument and throw it into a furnace... You're right, it is meant to destroy our memory. But that is what stupid people do. <laughs> stupid people have to pretend that it never happened. Instead of taking both sides and understanding for the people that I can look on my DNA and see mm -hmm. that I came from parts of Africa, this is uncomfortable. My people sold us. But both black and white people accepted us as slaves in the United States. Both. Right. So it is uncomfortable. It's fun and games until it's in your DNA. Right. Mm. No, I can see that. And slavery is always wrong. Owning people is wrong. Correct. But the American Indians also own slaves. People in the North own slaves. It's all wrong. But it, Christians. A Christian stopped what was happening at the Coliseum. Christians in England, William Wilberforce, led the charge to stop slavery. Mm -hmm. Christians in the U.S. led the stop to end slavery here. But we cannot take only the bad or only the good. We have to take it all. And to me, that is what is most frightening about what they're trying to do with this statue and pretend that it never, ever happened. Because if it never happened and we forget in 100 years they might, they'll do it all over again. Mm -hmm. And so that's what's most destructive is that the history of the world, you can go look at Rome and go, that was terrible. And we asked our tour guides when we were there years ago, like, what right. do y'all think about this? And she right. said, you know, because the Confederate flag thing was happening. Right. And she said, you know, if you want to remember something and it's too painful to look at, go put it in a museum and let people go look and see if they want. Right. But there are certain things that you can't destroy because... There are so many things that happen there, you've, you've right. got to leave it. And so... So you're saying they, they, if they did what they did yesterday, they should tear down the Colosseum. They should tear down the Colosseum, mm. exactly. And not only should they tear down the Colosseum, but then we need to rewrite everything. And But then the question is, what do we fill it with? Because what they don't want, the people who are cutting the faces off and smelting it and pretending mm. like it never happened is that they're also going then to replace it with what? With evil, with wickedness, with lies. And they're getting away with lies like that the KKK was started by Democrats, not Republicans. Republicans mm. started because we were the ones ending slavery. It is the Democrats who put Planned Parenthood in low-income areas and to this day because they wanted to eliminate human weeds. It was the Republicans that said, no, this is a party of Lincoln and we are for everybody. Mm -hmm. That is what we have to remember. That's the flame we have to keep alive. We take the good and we take the bad, but you don't do it by throwing it in a furnace and pretending it never happened. That's what stupid people do. And as long as we're run by stupid people, we're screwed. What's, but we're not. We're run by smart people. And we, the three of us, Sky, right. the rest of us that are fighting back at 1819 News and people all across our country are saying, absolutely not. We are wise enough to be good, to take the good and the bad and like meld it and learn from both. Right. But what they did was reprehensible. And it did remind me of Hamas as soon as you mentioned that. That's exactly right. 
because that is what evil and darkness does is they wipe it out and they shove it in your face and then they take the evil and that's what they want to replace it with because it's a religion Mm -hmm. this is a religion Mm -hmm. so do you want the religion of god that offers forgiveness for past sins or do you want the religion of man who will chew you up spit you out and burn you down what do you want cut cut your head off in the process it's funny because while we're doing this the statue and oh we're these were the slavers the same political groups who lead the, the same kind of young people, the same people who are all into that are saying, are chanting from the river to the sea. Yes, sir. Which means kill all the Jews. Now, now think about that. They are so warped in their mind. Listen, listen to me, folks, listeners. I am so good. I stand against historical slavery and I'm on the right side. Kill them all. Yep. It's, it's unbelievable. It's a schizophrenic worldview. It, 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 is, it is insanity that they make this virtuous stand against something from 150, 160, 50 years ago. And at the same time, advocate for the murder of millions of people. I would rather be a slave than murdered, I think. Well, no, I, I would rather die fighting against either. And, and it comes back to the central argument. It's history. And they don't even know the history of the land. Right. Right. They don't want to. And so they're arguing for a wipeout. Right. But if you ask the people, like, do you guys understand, like, this is ancient history? This is thousands of years old history? And the the word Palestine was invented to separate the Jews from their homeland. It was to punish them. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's always been Israel's like, no, they don't know that. But we they would rather but, not but know that. But we don't that. know history. They weren't taught that That's on right. purpose right. so that they could be manipulated into to taking the side they want. Just like in America, we don't teach all of history. All, all this whining about we don't teach all of history, they're not totally wrong, as usual. We don't teach all of history. We taught what we wanted people to know so they could be more easily manipulated. So that they could easily be forced and cajoled and trust the government to do whatever. That's what we taught people. That's right. Well, those people that are saying from the river to the sea are also the same people holding up the uh, queers for Palestine flags. <laughs> like, how well is that so going to go? Stupid. <laughs> they right. are stupid. So they are very, stupid. very stupid. It's unbelievable. We got to take a break. Cooper, don't go anywhere. Stan Cook, don't go anywhere. Y'all are up next. I'm I'm done with my diatribes. Mm-hmm. Amy Beth, Al. Mm-hmm. That was... Mm. Y'all have good thoughts. Mm. So do you, sir. Uh, not, maybe not today. We'll be back. Welcome back into the program, everybody. Alabama Unfiltered Radio. If you want to join in, either say I'm right, say I'm wrong, come on. It'd be great. I'd love to hear your opinion. That's how we get to the bottom of things. That's how we get to the truth, and we appreciate you listening. You know, there's always somebody, Scott, that um, lets me know from time to time, hey, look, I listen to you all the time. I didn't think you were right about that, but I, I love the show. That's that's what it is all about. But let's go out to Cooper. Cooper, welcome to the program. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Um, you know, I would just like to say that you don't have to go to Washington or a northern city or anything like that to see statues being torn down. We did it right here in Montgomery, Alabama. We took oh, the yeah. names in Birmingham, Birmingham we, too. We took the names of three schools had who in the past had produced some of the greatest minds in this country and we removed those names we took down statues uh right here 
You're going to cause me to meddle, Cooper, because in another life, I would have asked questions like, um, how did the test scores go after we did that? How did the crime rate go after we did it? Did, 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 uh, were things made better? Because that's kind of what I was promised. But of course that's, that's, in a, that's in a different life. I wouldn't ask that today. <laughs> well, c- c- compare the test scores from the last 10 or 15 years to what they were. 50 and 60 years ago. Fair enough. You're right. No, we we do it right here. And we're more afraid to say, no, we're not doing that than uh, people in other places Mm because we know what will come down on us. When I was a senior at Lanier, (laughs) I'm not talking about myself because I was definitely not a good student, but there were 32 merit scholarship finalists in my class. Mm. That's a bunch. Now, Moving on, I would just like to bring up one quick, more quick thing. Okay. The people that are calling uh, for the destruction of Israel and uh, from the sea, from the river to the sea, I'm afraid that Europe is already lost. There's too many Palestinians or uh, Islamists in Europe now to turn it back. Once these people have destroyed Israel and the Jewish people, next is the Christian. Mm-hmm. That's what they say. Yeah, you know, people, hey, out. Cooper, people will argue with you and say, no, that's what they say. They're publicly it's, telling us that. It's in their handbook. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but people don't believe that. And as I say, I think Europe is lost. Uh, there are many places in, in Belgium and Paris and in these cities where you the police can't even go. Yeah, they, they call them no-go zones. They're, 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 they don't even, the rule of law does not even apply. And let me tell you another one, Cooper. The Europeans have allowed their history to be so destroyed, so watered down, so vilified that... I'm going to say something's going to insult somebody, but I would say that the Islamic warriors far outnumber the warriors you could find who will be on the side of Europe. Of course. And it's, uh, you know, it, you, you see it in the, the countries over there that have uh, England, for heaven's sakes, England, now you can be arrested for, if you say something negative, about Mohammed or about Islam, you can be arrested. Doesn't matter if it's true or not. The truth doesn't matter. It's just the the, the, the uttering of the of the speech is enough to have you arrested. Yeah, uh, be coming Canada, to a near the you same too. thing. It yeah. is. Yeah, it's thanks, heading, Cooper. It's Appreciate right, you, buddy. Thanks, Cooper. Great call. Yes, it doesn't look good for uh, for those folks. They um, to. For them to be so against soy and all these things that they're, and the foods over there, I don't know what they're doing. I, I, you just look at it and you go, y'all really don't know, do you? These are the descendants of the Romans, the Vikings, the Germanic hordes for the love. <laughs> no, it's embarrassing. I do not know what happened. <laughs> things They got soft somewhere. Let's uh, we'll take them in order. Stan Cook, welcome to the program. Thank you for listening. Hey, good morning, Scott. Good morning, Stan. Good morning, How are you? How are y'all? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I uh, just wanted to share something with you about Robert E. Lee. 
that was not included in your, your detailed history. Um, Robert E. Lee if, had uh, adjutant generals or generals who were very closely to him. It was an inner circle. Uh, two of those men were my ancestors. One was John Hunt Morgan. The other one was Giles Cook. Don't Both know John men, Hunt Morgan. He was a cavalry man, correct? Correct, and he's the uh, the, the name for uh, Huntsville, and uh, and he's also uh, one of the founders in that airport part of the state. But um, wow. they both were required to read Greek, and they had to read it from a Greek New Testament, and they were all given a copy of the Bible called the American Bible Society's Lifesaver, which is about three inches thick and it fit in their front coat pocket pocket over their heart. I have my I have John Hunt's and Giles Cook's Bible. Signed by Robert E. Lee. Signed by Robert E. Lee. Signed by Robert E. Lee. And I have one of the very few pictures where Giles Cook and John Hunt Morgan are standing with Robert E. Lee while he's standing in a rocking chair. That man was the ultimate gentleman he was a Christian, and when Eisenhower was referring to the world, our, our country changing in 1865, I, I will tell you exactly what he meant. We went from saying these United States of America to the or this United States of America. And you can say the war was about slavery, slavery all day long. But that was the destruction of states' rights. And we melted everything together. And at that end of that war, we no longer described this country as the United States. But it was the a second or- American Revolution. Thanks, Stan. It certainly was. Brother, that is incredible. Certainly. Mr. Pink, Urbanite, do not go anywhere. You'll be up next. Welcome back into the program, everybody. This is Alabama Unfiltered Radio, talking about the things that other people are afraid to talk about. And we are powered by our friends over at 1819 News. So if you enjoy this show, as well as all the other content put out by them, consider supporting them by going to 1819news.com and become a member. They are your citizen-supported truth tellers, shining the light on what's happening in the state, uncovering corruption, and celebrating the good things, the true things, and the beautiful things about Alabama, the truthful things. Support nonprofit journalism that represents your values. Become an 1819 News member today. Let's go to Mr. Pink. Mr. Pink, welcome to the program. Thank you for listening, and I hope you are having a wonderful morning. Mr. Pink. Yes. Hey, hey man, what's going on? Uh, nothing, man. I was I was calling, man. You guys sound like y'all needed uh, to hear from Mr. Pink. I did. I do need to hear from Mr. Pink. How are you? I'm good, man. Uh, Mr. Scott uh, Beeson, uh, I think you got it all right, man. You got all that. White people just got soft, man. Think about it. You went from Caesar to taking over Egypt and taking over Israel and taking, you know, slavery, taking over yeah. Africa to just this guy's soft, man. This guy's soft. That's all it is, man. I, and I think um, I think white people are looking for a leader right now. And nobody wants to lead. Everybody wants to talk and do this and say that. But nobody's stepping up to the plate. I have six children. None of them are going to the military. I'm ex-military. My dad is buried over in Spanish, uh, Spanish, uh, Spanish Memorial. Yeah. I got brothers. Uh, they serve. 
But uh, my children aren't going. But does that make me weak? You know, it's like if I need, if we need to fight a war, is that the yeah. doorstep? Am I going to say, uh, I'll let the next man do it? Uh, you got to put some skin in the game. Nobody has skin in the game, man. If you right. want to fight. Well, we've been taught to hate our country for so many years. Why, why would uh, kids, young people in particular, want to defend a country that they've been taught to despise that's evil? Mm-hmm. That's on the leaders, man. That's on the parents. That's on the people in your community. It's on yeah. us, man. Like the government, yeah. the government, the church, all this stuff. It's the people. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. So it's, it's all on us, man. So somebody got a problem, but they want to change something. You have to physically do something. You got to get off your butt. You got to gotta do something, man. You keep doing the same thing, you're not going to get any change. But I feel like I hear all this talk, and people need a strong leader. If you're true, for what, you're true about what you say, live it. A lot of people say, they say this stuff, but they don't live that way. They tell this stuff to the kids, and then the kids don't respect because they see that you're not about your word. You say all this stuff, and then you get home, and then your kids, it's like, think about this. Think about all the conservative parents out there with money, sending kids to college, all giving mm-hmm. the world. Why don't they follow behind their parents? Why, why are they not conservative? Why are they going to be liberals right. or something? It's not, I'm not going to answer that, but it's something to that, you know? Mm-hmm. No, I, I don't. I don't. I, th- I think we agree, uh, Mr. Pink, for sure. Like I, I used to, uh, I used to teach Sunday school years ago, and um, to, to young people, high school kids, boys. And um, one of the funny things about some of the comments from the boys were, were, um, hey, look, you know, I just I struggle with this whole thing because my my parents act one way at church, mm. and they act a different way everywhere else. Mm. And it used to break my heart because I was like, man, that's that's so true. So it causes kids to question it. If we're we're really living it, we got to do it. If we're we're saying it, we have to live it. And um, I think you're right, Mr. Pink. That's that's one of the reasons we have all these problems. I don't know if you were being um, sarcastic or straightforward at the very, very beginning. I'm being, I'm being straight. I'm being, being a little funny, you know. Like, yeah, okay, yeah. Like, but, like, but you know, like, when, when, when they bring it to our shores, brother, I promise you that I'll, I'll, you and I will be side by side saving our community, saving our families, saving the things that are near and dear to us. And uh, I, I, you don't know how much I appreciate you. Oh, yeah, we'll do it. Now, check this out. I, I am a black person. I am descended from slavery or whatever. I don't know the African language. I don't know our dance. I don't know our religion. I don't know none of that. But right. I'm still here. I'm at work. I serve my country. And uh, mm. just keep my name out your mouth like Will Smith. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mr. Payne, God bless you, brother. Love you. And uh, thanks Love for the call. Okay, the only no thing problem. I disagree with is, mm-hmm. like, I don't care. We just, I don't care if you're a white leader, a black leader, a brown leader. I don't, we just need a leader. Is that what he was saying in the I think beginning? So. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That all of us, we, you know, we, we I think he's saying we know kind of what's wrong, but we just don't have the leadership to, mm-hmm. to fix all this. I stuff. mean, we have a white leader and he's horrendous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so can, what about that? He's can horrendous. We, can we trade it out? Yeah. That that's the thing that we all kind of fall into, and I think you know, the Marxists, whoever likes it, the, the divisions of based on race my divisions in my world is based on worldviews right are you are, are we on the same team mm-hmm. are right. we on christendom's team 
are we on the Marxist leftist? We're going to build you a new utopia team, and and I don't people You're purple. Can, I don't care. People can say they yeah. don't believe it, but it's the absolute swear to the bottom of my soul. That's what I care about. Mm-hmm. The worldview team, and um, and and unfortunately, there is some division. There's some ethnic division on those worldview teams. Mm-hmm. But that's caused by people who are purposely exploiting how much melanin is in people's skin to keep them on that team. Yeah, but then there's the rich, white, liberal stay-at-home mom that's, I would argue, the le- the, uh, even more annoying. Guilt-laden. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's no, just... I, I agree with because that. Because most of they don't even know that. what they're talking mm-hmm. about. Well, who do we and, say all the time is the real enemy of the republic? Leftist white people. Mm-hmm. It's not black Americans, it's mm-hmm. not Hispanic Americans, it's not Asian Americans, it's leftist white people who are leading the destruction. And they purposefully make sure that they control the schools and minority communities so they can make sure that those kids are taught what they want so that they help the white leftist agenda. That's what they do. That's exact, yeah. And, uh, and so we're all kind of at their mercy. That's a great point. Let's go to Urbanite. Urbanite, welcome to the program. Thank you for listening. I hope you're well. Oh, man, I uh, enjoy your show this morning. I, I'm a history buff, and I've never had any problems with Robert E. Lee. I was mm-hmm. fortunate enough to have a friend growing up when I was a military brat whose parents were in the Civil War reenactment. Uh-huh. So I got kind of immersed in it to a point. Uh, right. Now, the point was they were from Michigan, so it was always about the union with them. <laughs> <laughs> well, that doesn't even count, Urbanite. <laughs> you know, one of the things, hey, when they talked about changing Lanier's name, which is where I went, it's like, well, why don't you change it like Rock, uh, General General uh, Grant School or something? You know, that was one of my things just to piss them off. It's not that they didn't want Civil War character. They didn't want anybody white on that name. I mean... Is that really what it was, Urbanite? So it wasn't just civil rights. It was, you couldn't have Lincoln or Lee or, I mean, Grant. Think think about it. You know, the whole thing was a joke from the beginning since Lanier wasn't even from this area, which I was shocked to find out that somehow a man who was a a minor poet, horrible poetry, by the way, (laughs) if you've ever read any of it, a man who was a horrible poet somehow became some figurehead. He wasn't even from here. He was like from like Carolinas or Georgia, Georgia. or something. That's, yeah, that's the part that makes it so ridiculous. I'm like, and this was a time when that school was named back in 29. You know how much stuff was going on? They had Zelda Fitzgerald, her own girl from here. You had Edison and the light bulb. Yeah, it's I mean, cra- it's we crazy, isn't it? Then, but, I mean, back then we wasn't gone through it. But you get there with so many great people back then that you could have gone for to some minor character. Anyway, moving on. Well, 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 hey, the, break, the break is coming up, Urbanite, but I would love to know okay. how Jess Lanier got his name. What school board member was the first cousin of the bad poet? And that's exactly what I said when I learned each part. Hey, Urbanite's with us. We're going to try to carry him over if he has time. we got to take a break. Alabama Unfiltered Radio. Welcome into the program, everybody. Alabama Unfiltered Radio, the boys' edition. (laughs) 
I'm getting lots done over here. <laughs> You're working. I'm getting I'm so much forms. done. I'm making notes. You think I'm taking notes? I'm, I'm making notes about my whole Walmart. weekend. Like, let me know when y'all are done. They're doing their homework. They're coming. Class. I'll tell you. No, I can multitask. I'm learning a lot. I just don't have much to contribute on the history front. I'm working on that. I really am. Okay. I'm reading. Gotcha. I'm learning. But she does have something to contribute on the cookie part. Oh, yeah. She did good with the cookies. Those cookies. If y'all haven't had the Aldi, they're like two bucks. The fake tagalongs, and they mm. make a fake thin mint. Oh, the fake thin mint oh, is my super gosh. good. So Probably good. the same company. Did y'all eat the oh, whole gosh. thin mint? No, oh, I didn't bring, buy it. I don't know why it. I didn't well, buy it. Well, I'll we have to all go to Aldi. Day. Yeah. Mm. So let's get back to Urbanite. Okay. It's a short, short section, and then we'll move on to another topic. Urbanite, welcome back in. Hey, does that mean Oreo cookies are superior cookies because they're black? Hey, yes. Actually, yes. yes, but that's but what... But see, we got a... Ver- well, you know how what we did... It's actually my Oh, no. Scott oh, only likes the skinny ones. I only ones. like the thin ones. And the best ones are the thin ones. They have no white in them whatsoever, Urban Eye. <laughs> <laughs> strong. What does he say? Strong. Black. Slightly, slightly bitter. bitter. Yes. And one of the things that piqued my curiosity about Lee was when I found out the property that, uh, that uh, the, what's the graveyard? Uh, Arlington. Arlington. It was his, his wife's estate. Yeah, that, the, and that, that they were stolen yeah. from him, yes. <laughs> well, I, I would call it, I'd call it, not reformation, what do you call it? Uh, Reparations? He, he did contribute to the insurrection. Yeah. Uh, hey, let me ask a question, and I got a roll, because I've uh, always wondered this. What exactly was the South's crime against the North? Because they didn't try to take over the country. I'm the wrong one to ask, man. Uh, <laughs> well, look, your answer is exactly <laughs> as, as good as all the answer I've gotten from everyone else. Basically, my trying to leave was the crime. Yeah. My dad sent me down doing the movie. Remember when Roots came out in the TV series? Yes. yes. And he told me, he's like, that was then, this is now. And he's like, anything you see or hear that happened then is not now. <laughs> That's brilliant. That is brilliant. Hey, Urbanite, I got to roll, brother. I got to get to Kilroy. Thank you so much, and we'll talk to you again soon. That's a good call. No yep. problem. Have a great, have have a great a weekend. Day. Kilroy, welcome to the program. How are we doing, everybody? Man, it's good. another How day. Are you? Another day in paradise. Doing all right. Uh, I've missed the show most of the week. I've been out of town, but it's uh, good to hear everybody again. And we're glad you're back. So uh, I've been a, I've been a history buff pretty much my whole life, even as a little kid. I was just a little little nerd. Um, in fact, I remember an Eddie Murphy movie came out. I was trying to correct people. Isn't it Audie Murphy? But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you are good. a history but, buff. So and and so this happened twice in my uh, school life. Is why I still remember it because I, I was a nerd back then. I don't know if it's between fourth and fifth grade or eighth and ninth, whatever. But so we'd be teaching American history or learning American history, mm-hmm. and it always starts, you know, pre seventeen seventy six, and it goes through the war, you know, uh, manifest destiny, and uh, yeah, you got to get some everything. pilgrims, a couple of colonists, right. Then manifest then destiny, you, take over the whole world, or our, our half of the world. Then what? Book one always ended with a civil war, and we never, both times they taught it as a, as a, as a youngling and then a, as a teenager, you uh, didn't quite get to the civil war. Hmm. So the next year, when you pick back up, 
Well, book two starts with Reconstruction. Oh. Mm-hmm. Like, well, hey, teacher, can we, we, we missed the Civil War last year. No, 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 no. We're, this is a new book, new. We're, we're, we're starting fresh. And that happened two different times. So, And I don't know if it was necessarily the teacher's fault, but the way they have those books set up is almost designed to where we're not even going to teach the actual war and what led up to the war. You only have to know one thing about it. That's all you have to know, Kilroy. You need to know who won and who was wrong. That's it. Yep, and, mm. and the word slavery. Yeah, thanks getting yeah. in the way of, of that, uh, by the way. So let's leave yep. out those inconvenient truths. And I went to a small, rural, all-white, redneck high school, and yet they still, I mean, there wasn't any propaganda for the South or anything, or for the North, either way. It just it was omitted completely. Yep. Thanks, Kilroy. Appreciate a great call. Thank you so much uh, for joining us on this episode of Alabama Unfiltered. 